Hello, you little bastards. You've made it just in time for the vocal minority with Nick and Steve, a la Brewski. If it's your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome to the show. You'll soon realize that Nick is very decent and just about as sweet as cherry pie. He's one of few that has never done anything wrong. There's a big part of me that likes to help elderly people across the street. Only I take them about halfway. <laughs> okay, and then I just leave them there. I find I'm still doing more than the average person, so it is what it is. Steve is a guy that's exceptional. Exceptionally horny. You definitely wouldn't want to have him around your mom if she's hot. But you will want him at every party. Who brings their mom to a party anyway? He's about as loyal as one person can be, and he loves his female fans. Oh, I do. I got a fan under the desk. I got a big one over here off to the side blowing me off the camera. Steve Harness! How do I even begin to tell you about Brewski? His mind is a vault of semi-useless information. Useless until you need it. It's at that very moment that his oddly overgrown brain will seduce you like Fabio and low-calorie butter. It's time for another Brewski. This one is a crazy Brewski. You're right, dude. We get it. Someone get me some Cheetos! Can we please move on, dude? You're right, okay? Let's get the podcast going, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome to the program. You feel good about what just happened? Why Why the applause? Is that for us? or That's studio audience. I can't control this. <laughs> <laughs> you told him. Be quiet. up today. Yeah. Yeah. A round of applaud right there is what that is. Well, welcome to the singular show. It's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski, Uh back for another exciting episode. I feel like it's going to be that. Always oh, yeah. is. And we're honing in on episode 80, I think. Maybe this hey. one the one later this week. I don't know. But we're uh, we're getting up there. So it's good stuff. How old are you in podcast years? Yeah, exactly. These uh, shows have aged me rapidly. So 80 podcasts. Yeah, it's about 800 podcasts. I feel like we've actually done so. 80. Uh, you know, that that's that's like hot granny sex territory. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember hot Star granny 80? sex. Uh, remember the movie Star 80? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, no. yeah. Dor- Dorothy Stratton. Yes, that was one of those when I was in like seventh grade. I stayed up until two a.m. to watch it on Cinemax. Like, you know, Tucker, that, that's that, that's a sad story with her. She was beautiful. I just remember she was naked a lot, and they had some weird yeah. sex table that I had no idea at that age. Like, what is that for? Why would you want to tie somebody to that? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, but yeah, it's classic. Look it up, kids. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are just a few minutes into the show and already speaking of sex, love, life, and all other interests, that's what the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski is. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Indeed. Find us online, thevocalminority.net, and find us on the social medias and be social. Share it. Spread the good word. Communicate with the show, dude. Why? Please. Yeah. Communicate with this program. Well, yeah. well, you know, just so you guys know, I was going to keep this a secret, but I'm actually about to embark upon some guerrilla marketing for the show. Oh, okay. So I've taken it upon myself to get some stickers printed. And what, I, with the vocal minority on it or what? Well, you guys always say that that we get we get the most hits and traction on the TikTok page. That's right. Uh, yeah, mainly, sure. Okay, so what I did was I got the, I made, I got these stickers made and they're black with red lettering and at the top it says get vocal with an exclamation point and then below that it has the TikTok address. Nice. Wow, dude. Yeah. I'll, send, I'll send I'll send them to you, but I plan on putting them every place around here in town 
that I can that I know I drop people off to to yeah, drink yeah. at bars and stuff like that. And I've got a few other things planned for some other places where uh, I'm going to put them. One of them in particular is a place that's frequented by people from around the world. So you know, uh huh. Well, we are. I appreciate the effort, dude. I'll put one of those on my window on my you know the window of my truck is that the uh, truck stop down the street or something i don't know you go to new york city every now and again like there better be one in times square then one of these days that's exactly mm-hmm. that's exactly where i'm going to be going oh really <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome dude that's yep. very cool well all yeah. right i'll uh, because- keep an eye on the map we had that it's some new boston listeners just from you in the uber telling people to check I- out, so. what i think i'm hearing is brewski deserves one of these oh now you are a champion <laughs> yes. very nice all right well that's good all right listen that's how we're growing the show right now one person at a time so yeah uh, yes you could double our audience with like five new listeners so have at it it's all grassroots dude Uh, bernie sanders listens to this program so i've been told all right and uh you know Hey, we got a couple of dots in the Washington, D.C. area, so I assume it's uh, Bernie and Bobert are probably the people listening to us. Probably, yeah. So there you go. If if it's good enough for Bernie or Bobert, it's good enough for you. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Start the news chant, please. Come on. News, 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 news. Where'd you get a news chant from anyways? What is that? I think it's, uh, dude, I found this incredible website that I can just type in a word. Yeah. And then it'll give me like hundreds of clips of whether they're from TV or movies or whatever being said. So how many years of our radio career do we spend just salvaging those things? (laughs) I've got my TiVo hooked up to my computer. I'm just like, oh man, this is so much easier. That's funny. All right. All right. So need to know news. Uh, there's a recurring theme on the show of pointing out hypocrisy on the right. And I wish we didn't have to just repeatedly do it, but it just keeps happening. So I feel the need to keep pointing it out. And by the way, at some point today, uh, we're going to poke at some of the Democrats. We're going to talk about Bob Menendez being. In oh, yeah. Too, so we'll, we'll get to poking at the left, too. But, you know, I, I hear so much garbage on the right about support the troops, support the troops, troops, troops. And I'm not anti-troops. OK, that's not what I'm saying here. But that, that is a common theme on the right, on the right. You know, support the troops. Right. hundred percent. Yes. OK. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to say any hypocrisy now because I don't want to possibly steal what your hypocrisy Yes. So please. Yes. Well, let's see if we're on the same hypocritical articles or not. So sometimes I feel like Trump can't go any lower, <laughs> but he just manages to. Uh, Donald Trump reportedly made a callous comment, a callous comment. I, I, I think that's an understanding. Oh, yeah. About a wounded vet during General Mark Milley's 2019 welcome ceremony as the chair of the Joint mm-hmm. Chiefs of Staff. Trump reportedly demanded to know why a wounded veteran had been invited to perform God Bless America at the event. At the event, then-President Trump congratulated and embraced U.S. Army Captain Luis Avila, uh, a veteran of five combat tours who lost a leg while on duty in Afghanistan. But Trump apparently told Milley, he said, why? Why do we bring people like that here? No one wants to see that. The wounded? Trump's attitude seemed uh, 
superficial, callous, and the deepest human level repugnant uh, behavior, according to uh, according to Milley. Uh, Trump, of course, never served in the uh, military, instead of serving his uh, deferments for his bone spurs. But he said that uh, he never wanted to see this guy appear at another one of his events again. The Don't ever bring vet. him again, right? Yes. The wounded vet with one leg singing God Bless America was repugnant Ooh. to Trump. And did you see any video of it? Of the actual like moment where he went, he went up and hugged him, right? And then he went and told Millie, like, don't ever bring him again. Like he said, people don't want to see that. So did you see the video of it? I did not. No, no. So uh, this poor wounded veteran had so much more than that done to his body. I mean, his his face is messed up and everything else. Mm -hmm. And you can see Trump lean down to hug this guy who just sang for everybody. And it's I mean, he's kind of like it's kind of like hugging someone you really don't want to be, you know, (laughs) Uh, and then marches right over him. He's like, Dad, don't do that. We don't want to see that. I. I cannot stand this hypocrisy because I see it all the way across the board with conservatives. Having uh, a wife as a vet who's also a staunch liberal uh, talks about it all the time where like people will call her out on Facebook for something and then she'll reveal like, oh, I'm a I'm a veteran. And they'll be like, thank you for your service, but, and, you know, go all the way against her. Like, uh, you don't love our country if this, like, I don't see your name signed on that dotted line, dude. Something I could never do. It's such an easy talking point to say you support the troops and tell many troops I know. Rachel's one of them. I have another good friend on Facebook who's a vet. And they're always defending Kaepernick, for example, of like, I fought so you had the right to protest peacefully. Yes. And so, yeah, all of you conservative idiots that are admonishing Kaepernick and whatnot, uh, he's not supporting the troops because he's not standing for the national anthem. Well, here's a guy who was standing on one leg for God Bless America, and Trump said, don't ever let that man anywhere near me again. No one no one wants to see this. That's repugnant. Uh, the, the wounded, why would we do that? He's so into vanity that you yes. can't even understand the attribute of supporting a vet like that which is hard to believe that he's that into vanity having mirrors around him i you would think you would have to know like whoof right look at that hairdo and that skin color and think yep this looks good good look good and we are ready i'm i'm uh, i'm resisting there to make any one-legged jokes that's how much respect i have for the man well Well, to be truth be told this guy was in a wheelchair. I never saw him stand up. I mean, he was no. in a wheelchair. He's in a he's in a wheelchair, and you can tell that his face he has had some disfigurement um in his face of surgery, and you can see he's in a wheelchair. He probably yeah, got that doing blow in New York City nightclubs like me, right? Hanging out with Hunter Biden. <laughs> Listen, uh, this guy. Uh, I mean, obviously, well, what do you got bad to say about him? I mean, this is why he's there as a soldier, a decorated soldier, a Purple Heart recipient, and uh, he's singing the national anthem what more could you want it just shows you how fake everything is with trump it's all for show it's all what he wants you to see and you guys gotta get past yourself bro hypocrite i don't want to hear you support the troops anymore unless you're gonna call out trump for this and leave kaepernick the hell alone yeah no we've seen that a whole bunch as of late in this uh go woke go broke culture this is need to know news news you need to know 
I'll just stick with it for a minute since we're already on the uh, subject. Hey, by the way, I'm so progressive. I went broke before I went woke. So, <laughs> you're awesome. Of the curve. <laughs> uh, have you heard uh, anything about what the you know what the company Braun is? The manly product stuff. Yeah, yeah they're, they're an electron, uh, electronics company. Shaver. Yeah, they do all kinds of stuff. So Braun is facing a boycott over a shockingly immoral transgender ad is the headline. Oh, um, this is another company that I, you know what? I got to give them a round of applause only because I think to myself, you know, that this is such a, a hot environment for you to dive into that it's it's going to be split down the middle of people who love it people who hate it and if you're willing to lose the people i think you're probably doing it for the right reasons at this point don't you think i would agree that it's uh dangerous to be doing that right now which i hate that that's become the environment the companies have to second guess their proactiveness but but yeah no if you're jumping in right now you're 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 doing it for ballsy reasons a hundred percent and we've seen obviously all about bud light but now we're starting to see uh we saw last week we talked about Marin morris leaving country music like all of these decisions are going to start shaping our world even more than they are now braun steps up razor company facing intense criticism uh and calls for a boycott uh resurface over this advertisement the ad for braun series x hybrid trimmers shows a shirtless trans man with scar lines under his breast apparently using a razor to shave his face while the product is marked for shaving beard body and head hair conservative activists and psychologists have slammed the company for its ad so they're in an uproar that they would show a trans man with visible uh, scars below his breast well, first of all, you said it was a hybrid model, so that actually makes sense. That they <laughs> oh, dude. Somebody who's trans. Uh, second- Hold on. <laughs> there you go. I, I'm reading a story right now. Thank you. Um, did they make any acknowledgement of it other than just showing scars under his what nipples or something? Oh, so, yeah, it's not just him. I mean, it is a uh, this is a shaving ad that we've seen before of the young boy walking into the bathroom and his dad helping him with his first shave. And it goes to several different stories of and and then the you'll see the trans guy and he was just shaving with his shirt off and that bothered people that's very open-ended there's no even like pro-trans message no lgbt no. thing it's just they show this man in passing no shirt and scars and they show little black boys shaving with their father they show little white boys you know shaving it's everybody yep okay i mean boy that seems pretty benign to me um it's nice a nice gesture you know assuming that's the intent so that's that's cool but it's a nice gesture for inclusivity right i mean i don't understand this deal about why we have to get so mad about someone being inclusive as a company I just that it's funny, quote unquote, to me that they're not even doing any pro messaging. Like it's not like Target got in trouble for Pride Month merchandise, well, like endorsing right. the gay lifestyle. So just by acknowledging that he's a real person, <laughs> he's right. upset conservatives. Yes, exactly. So this is showing us once again that there are some private corporations willing to step out and continue to do what's right even after the damage we've mainly seen with bud light i think they're the biggest company thus far well but the the, the difference between bud 
with Bud and Anheuser Busch and Braun is that Anheuser Busch is an American company, whereas Braun is a German company that based in Kronberg, Germany. Yeah. So I, I think that they're a little immune, more immune to a backlash because Bud Light's not something that gets consumed a lot, really, in Europe by Europeans. Whereas with Braun, they might be able to offset any sort of conservative backlash here with them right. selling their products in, in Germany and all throughout Europe, you know? Yeah. Do we know that this ad air in America? This sounds like more of a European thing. This is a UK thing. Uh, this is a UK thing. Now, yeah. listen, there, but here's where things get different in the story is that psychologists are coming out and they're saying what's wrong with this ad and how it's damaging and immoral. I don't Why? know if psychologists get to speak on morality, but okay, what are what are they? The That's an interesting they? point, right? Right. So uh, once again, we find a private corporation willing to glorify irreversible surgery being performed on the healthy breasts of a woman in pure pursuit of profit is oh, what this guy says. I would love to know the resume of this guy. <laughs> it sounds like sounds like a very conservative psychiatrist, quote unquote. And, and I, I mean that is real. I, I, you think that that was done for profit? That that person who transitioned into a man went through a double mastectomy and everything else that they've gone through, so Braun could make some money somehow? I don't get it. No, well, but but the other thing too is that this trans person, they made the decision for what was best for them. That's a private decision. And and I think that this psychologist is off base because Braun didn't put this person up to it. They made that one personal decision. So we should celebrate that person making the decision they felt was best for their life. Yes, amen. Exactly. Thank you, Lord. Braun might be gambling on the fact that most conservatives nowadays have beards and they're not shaving very often. <laughs> so maybe they don't care if they don't buy oh, well, what, what about what about people like um like Josh Hawley and Tom Cotton? We don't mm. talk about their beards. That's true. That's uh, I know what you're talking about. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Although skinheads, they shave quite a bit, actually. So they may lose that market out there. But I got to tell you, I hang out in Nevada a lot. And I hate that I look like the average Trump-loving conservative down there. I'm a white dude, middle-aged, short hair with a beard. And I wear blue jeans. Pale skin. <laughs> yes, I blend in with these people when I'm at a mall or something. And I I, I, I feel like I get the nod every now and again. Like, hey, brother. I'm just like, you're one of us. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go get a freaking Bud Light, okay? So just leave me alone. Like, yeah, no, I mean, hey, kudos to Braun. It's interesting. That that does make sense that they haven't actually put this ad on in America because that sounds more European to do. But uh, we will see how well-read the conservatives are if they get in on the boycott over on the side of the pond. Yeah, yeah well, we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe the commercial will start airing. It's not watching the commercial. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to tell you that i have uh one trans friend that i see from time to time uh he is i i've seen him without a shirt off before at uh you know beach type setting or whatever yeah. and uh it's nothing salacious you know what i mean like it looks like a person with their shirt off so like uh there's no reason this ad maybe will come to america who knows it won't go broke we'll see about that this is the only news you need to know. After all, this is need to know news. News you need to know. Nuff said. It's time for another brewski. This one is a crazy brewski. Well, we haven't even heard yet. He may be crazy. He may not. It's a safe assumption. 
Go ahead. <laughs> well, so uh, ordinarily, I do bring the crazy on this, uh, at least on this first go round on Need to Know News. But tonight, I thought I would share a story. Uh, tonight at 9 p.m. on MSNBC, Rachel Maddow will have Cassidy Hutchinson on as her guest. And I believe it's for the full hour. Cassidy yeah. Hutchinson has a book coming out called Enough. And there are some explosive, explosive uh, revelations in that book. Who's Cassidy, Brewski? Who's Cassidy? Cassidy Hutchinson was the assistant to Mark Meadows, who was, as we all know, was uh, the chief of staff, the last chief of staff for Donald Trump. And And Cassidy Hutchinson was around to hear and see a lot of things. I mean, you, she was a star witness in the January 6th hearings. And as a matter of fact, uh, a little leak came out last week of what's in her book. This story in particular, they were in a tent waiting for Trump to go up on to speak uh, at the ellipse on January 6th. Yeah. And Rudy Giuliani comes over to her and he puts his hand underneath her uh, blazer jacket against her breast and starts feeling her 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 blazer, and he's like, this looks really good on you. I like how this looks on you. And then she was standing there, and as she put it, she felt the scrawny, thin, cold hands of Rudy Giuliani reaching his hand up her skirt, up her thigh, and she looked, glared at Rudy and looked over at John Eastman, who was witnessing the whole thing and was just kind of grinning and smiling over the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. It was kind of, I mean, not kind of. It was hard to listen to. You know, it was it was yeah. hard to to hear that. Obviously, I felt like that was probably going on. But to see a personal account like that was yeah, it was tough. Are you a sex offender? I think they've all made that clear. Well, and uh, the brazenness to do it in real time in front of uh, just other spectators sitting right there. Well, yeah. uh, monkey see, monkey do. I mean, Trump told you from the very beginning, you just walk up and grab it. You know what I mean? So, you know, Giuliani. Yeah. I mean, you guys saw the whole thing with Borat that yes. where he trapped Giuliani in a hotel room for an interview or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, he was definitely trying to go to bone town in that whole thing. Thought something was going to happen with this underaged woman. Um, he, he's a dirtbag. And uh, look at John Eastman. Can you imagine standing by and seeing that and just like grinning, wide eyed and grinning? I, I, I can't imagine that. You would think that you would have some sort of decency about you and right. you you would say, hey, Rudy, come on, back off. Because I mean, we, we've all had friends that have done something, maybe not to this extent, but something where like your friends getting a little bit out of line and you and you dial them back a little bit. Hey, back off a little bit. You know, it's one of the uh, biggest fights I've ever been in brisky i was in high school and uh i had a friend and uh his dad worked swing shift okay so that's like uh seven to midnight or whatever right sure it's a second shift yeah second shift yeah so we used to hang out all the uh, all the time over there because his dad was always gone that late at night and we'd have girls come over and most of the time girls were gone before his dad came home worked at boeing Okay, he comes home one night, and I'm not completely shocked by the the fact that I knew he kind of liked to party. Uh, He was the dad that we could smoke cigarettes in front of at 15, that type of guy. Uh, But he comes home, sees that uh, me and my buddy, and I think there were three guys there, and we all had a girl over, and we were just hanging out, you know, messing around. He comes and... uh, calls me says uh bring this girl uh up i want to meet her so 
I didn't think anything about it. I walked upstairs, walked into the bedroom where he was watching TV and just like stood and introduced them. Well, he gets up, dude, and puts his arm around her waist and takes her down, like forces her almost down on the bed. And then when she kind of started squirming away, like it happened so quickly, dude. And she kind of started squirming away and he like made a joke out of it. Like just teasing, you know, just have a seat, relax, get comfortable. (laughs) And he tries to go after her again, like straight for boob and like to grab her. And uh, I punched him. I I mean, I punched him in the face until she could get off and she ran downstairs, grabbed her friends and they bolted. And uh, I mean, the why I'm telling you this story is because it's awful. But I can't believe if you were standing there, wouldn't you punch a guy? I mean, if you saw somebody especially going down someone's skirt or something and the woman was so uncomfortable obviously with it wouldn't you just punch him yes i had a similar incident at a uh, frat party the band played at years ago where a woman came running out of a room screaming and a guy took off after her and i pinned him up against the wall i was just like what the f are you doing like you know yeah that's what decent people do when they see a woman being assaulted or exploited they don't uh sit back and grin at it and uh yeah, pretend it's okay. Put in your memoir or whatever. This uh, interview tonight should be pretty amazing. I've got it well, uh, scheduled on my DVR. Well, I tell you. Uh, what are some top, other, do you have any other realizations do, from there? I, I do, actually. So here's another one. She says that Mark Meadows burned so many dollhouse, White House documents yes. and fired the fireplace in his office in the final weeks of the Trump administration that Meadows' wife complained about dry cleaning bills to rid the clothes of what they called a bonfire smell. Right. Yeah. I was reading right. that one this morning. I, I mean, is is this like some 1960s spy movie? You're literally burning documents in a fireplace. Yes, dude. That well, is so fucking <laughs> hilarious that he's literally burning documents. Doesn't think that that is the textbook example of destroying evidence. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, this this goes back to when Ollie North had Fawn Hall shredding documents. Right. You know, shredding's uh, even more modern. What the hell? Was, why didn't he shred them? He burned them. <laughs> yeah, so well, crazy. Well, believe it or not, if they're shredded, sometimes you can put them doc- back together. Yeah, exactly. you can tape them back together. Okay. Uh, here's the thing, dude. Uh, I would like to know what more comes out of this lady because uh i heard one other thing about uh videotapes that you know she was told by trump to forget what she had seen on surveillance cameras and the fact that they were there who is going to believe this lady is my question other than people in the you know liberal side of things anyone with two eyes and two ears with logical thinking is yeah will believe her because what reason would she have to come out now and say all this stuff it wasn't true which brings me to the thing i always admonish all these people for her uh mike milley or whatever in the last article we read mark milley yeah Mark Milley, thank you. Uh, why didn't you say anything in real time when it happened? Kind of like watching this woman get molested. Like, why did you have to wait 2023? So you waited three years to finally tell us all? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're does, a real it, hero. Well, <laughs> well, but I think, I think, I think, I think with her, I think that, you know, she's a young person. I'm not sure she's been in politics for very long, but I think, and she's also, uh, she's hot. Well, this, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. But she's she's trying to 
have a career. She's 27 years old. Or she's she'll... realized she no longer can have a career because of all this stuff. So now she's writing a well, book to try to make some well, money. Well, you know? see, now, I, I disagree on that because I still say that there are the establishment Republicans, and and I mean that by the, the Cheneys in particular, behind the scenes, waiting for Trump to flame out, and then they're going to take over the party again. And someone like Cassidy Hutchinson would be able, and she said, by the way, that she is still a Republican no matter what then Cheney and all those establishment guys are going to take the party over again and she'll have a seat at the table at that point there. Uh, where is this crystal ball that you have? Do you really think that's going to be the way it is? Oh, absolutely. You say? And there's a lot of Republicans that feel that way, but yeah, you know, and- again, what a brave hero you are and how much you're looking out for your party. That would be like me saying, I'm just going to wait for the nuclear Armageddon to wipe you all out so I can be the richest man alive. Well, hey, dude, only when one understanding. You're 100% right that when Things are time is of the essence when when wrongdoings are being done. Time is of the essence. And sometimes you got to put your personal stuff aside. And I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it before. And uh, yeah, if it happens right away, then I think that it's going to get more validity lended to it. You know what I mean? Well, let's uh, start the countdown. I guess by the time anyone hears this podcast, this interview will have aired on Rachel already. So go check it out if you haven't. But how long will it take Trump to take yet another person that he brought into the fold as I only hire the best, only the best that he now will say is insane, crazy liberal out to get me, you know? Yeah. Oh, Oh, sure. He'll he'll do it all, dude. Are you uh, are you in the know? I think Brewski definitely is, because I think you've mentioned it to me before, but. Uh, I always say like the 9-11 Rudy Giuliani is someone that I sort of revered for a while the way that uh, he handled that in front of uh, the country. Uh, And I know you don't, Brisky, but uh, he's been a dirtbag for a long time. Like oh, he's yeah. a dirtbag. Like I, and I'm just finding out more and more. I started watching the series Painkiller yesterday. Have you heard about it, Steve? Yeah, yeah I've heard about it. I haven't watched it. Yet. It's uh, Netflix about uh, opioid addiction and all that. Yep, it's about OxyContin and the uh, Seckler family. And uh, I don't want to give it away for you, but Rudy Giuliani plays a part in all of this. That will it blew my mind. It blew my mind that there was this kind of power to be had from such a little hair dye dripping man. <laughs> well, good. So, it's a good teaser. I'll check it out. All right. Please do. Need to know news. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for this. Steve Harness. <laughs> Continuing the political theme here on our non-political talk show. (laughs) Right. It's always about politics. Uh, I got to do two articles for the price of one here. First one real quick, just another uh, Trump hypocrisy and more so conservative hypocrisy. Okay. Constantly hear about the Second Amendment and how it is just, it cannot be touched. It cannot be disputed. It is right there. It's the Second Amendment. How dare you, un American people, ever possibly question it? Why does that sort of level of protection uh, not apply to the other amendments? Like, I don't know. How about the First Amendment? 
It's ahead of the list of the second one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Trump here, he's just said in a recent uh, interview, he said, I will say up front, openly and proudly, that when I win the presidency of the United States, they and other members of the lamestream media will be thoroughly scrutinized for their knowingly dishonest and corrupt coverage of people, things, and events. The fake news media should pay a big price for what they have done to our great country. So true. So the First Amendment is freedom of uh, the press. You know, it's freedom of speech, freedom of the press. And the press is the media, but it's also all of us just being citizen journalists and whatnot. But, you know, why is it and why does it not freak out conservatives when their, their, you know, their messiah there is attacking the First Amendment? Well, yeah, that's just the right to protect yourself. That's all about me, me, me. Right. Um, We told a couple of stories in the last uh, four months on this program that really describe the things that uh, Trump is doing. Uh, He's a Nazi, dude, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he wants to regulate and shut down, you know, the media that doesn't agree or his words were praise him. Uh, I mean, you can't have that, dude. What are we talking about? Hitler, Mussolini? I mean, what? this is the same thing on the list. What else was the story we talked about a couple months ago? Do you remember where it was like, oh, no. This sounds like Naziville. Every Trump story, I think. I don't don't know. But he did just come out and admonish the, quote, liberal Jews in America. Yes. Jews tend to be liberal. So he's really just talking about the Jews. Yes. (laughs) I mean, how Hitler-esque is that to be admonishing the Jews for destroying, you know, our part of our political system? Well, he also is complaining because he thinks that most um, Jews in America align themselves and, and think of themselves as Jews and Israeli more before they're American. And right. the fact that he moved the embassy to Jerusalem, they should be happy that he did that. But not everybody agrees with that. Right. No, he thinks he thinks of them as a block, and in some capacities they may be. It's true. And, Jews do tend to vote Democratic 90-something percent of the time. I think it's Jews and African Americans are like the most aligned political group out there and everything was transactional with him that's what it is the first time around that trump said the media is the enemy of the people uh it was shocking for a lot of people and uh he said it again i mean in this same article that you're reading like uh the media is the enemy of the people dude I, i cannot tell you how dangerous that is when you really think about uh, media that is filtered like that will uh, turn us right there. Look at what happens to people in North Korea. Do they know what's happening in the world? No. No. no, no, it's like the Truman Show. They've got a dome over them and they are told how to act, what to think, all that stuff. It's not far off if we don't stop it. No, I mean, the uh, the humorous irony here is that things like Fox News and Newsmax are not actually news. They are propaganda. They do have an agenda. And so I don't know if they just think they know their news is fake, so they assume all news is fake. But uh, I, I think it's more mischievous than that. And I do, too. I, I, I've argued a lot with people that, you know, claim the media is biased and there's some liberal cabal going on of, you know, I've spent my whole life working in media. I've been a proud liberal for years. No one's approached me for this cabal. Um, no one's approached <laughs> this talk show. Someone accused us of being funded by George Soros recently online. You know, really? How come we're not seeing any of that money? Right. So I was like, give me a contact number. I'd love to sign up for this liberal cabal. I will take yeah. Soros's money, but it's not a real thing. And Runs much like deep. science, uh, media is peer reviewed. 
Uh, the media loves to bust each other when they get a story wrong and a retraction yeah. has to be done. I mean, it's it's absurd to think there's some organized cabal of liberal media. It's just media, and then it's right-wing media, and that is corrupt in propaganda. Uh, do you remember a time when uh, your news and information was not opinion-based 98% of the time? Yes, of course, yeah. Uh, do you feel like uh, this world could turn back to that and still be a productive society with how fast information moves now? Well, you know, I was watching Anchorman 2 recently, which the first yeah. time I saw that movie, I hated it. I love Anchorman. It's one of my favorites, but the sequel was terrible. But uh, I was watching it again recently because it's on Netflix now. And uh, that that's the whole... The movie may have been a slight train wreck, but their whole commentary throughout that whole thing is how we took news from being fact-based and holding accountability to power, and we yeah. turned it into entertainment of car chases yes. and opinions and all this stuff and, and just how damaging that's been to our society. So I don't think we can take that out entirely. I think we still will want our Hannity's and Maddow's and people that are have their opinions and are entertaining and we like to watch them, but... Will we go back to straight fact-based news? I would argue PBS would be out of business if that wasn't true because they are fact-based. I would yeah. honestly argue NBC, ABC, CBS, like their regular news shows are just straight news, and they don't get the ratings that the opinion-based stuff do, but they're still out there and they're still doing it. BBC seems to do a nice yes. job with it. You know what I mean? And they're huge, so... Yep. I don't know, dude. That's real scary. What's uh, part number two of that harness? Well, so I mentioned earlier. Let's uh, let's keep things even and fair here and ridicule a Democrat yep. who's gotten himself in trouble. And you'll notice, I bet none none of the three of us will assume this is some conspiracy. The DOJ is out to get him. None of this, you know, just baloney garbage that the right comes up anytime one of theirs gets held to account. So Democrats are the party that likes to hold even their own accountable. So go ahead. I've said this a million times. Like, if Biden's guilty of something something fine indict him may prove him guilty and yeah throw his ass out but none of that's happened so uh but federal prosecutors uh a few days back at this point announced uh, corruption charges against senator bob menendez democrat from new jersey and his wife by the way going after his family how dare they? nadine Right. Uh, alleging that they took bribes in exchange for favors that the senator doled out using the power of his office and this article points out the five craziest things that came out in this indictment. So uh, the first one, wads of cash. During a June 2022 search of the Menendez home, authorities said they found nearly half a million dollars in cash <laughs> stuffed into envelopes, hidden in clothing, closets, and in a safe. You know what the thousands in a closet. You know how he did say the reason for that. What, he's going to the strip club every night? Why? <laughs> no, Nadine is a stripper, dude. It's her after hours is what he's doing. Nadine. Well, that would make that's the only uh answer I will accept as to why you have <laughs> wads of cash shoved in pockets, clothes, and cloth. I mean, seriously, who is giving him all this cash that he's just like just shove it in the closet? <laughs> Did we I you know what? I I know I just brought it up, but this movie Painkiller, as I watched the series from beginning to end in one sitting, mind you, yeah. I my head exploded at the end of the night and I went to bed with anxiety about how much corruption lies within the DOJ with everything around us. Money is the root of all yeah. evil. A truer statement has never been made. Yes, in a lot of ways. Yes, yes, yes. I believe that. As I've said before, don't, you know, poor people would probably disagree with that. But. 
But I digress. So speaking of that, so wads of cash, that sounds opulent and decadent enough. How about this? In addition to all the dollars, investigators say they discovered furniture, a Mercedes convertible parked in the garage, and more than $100,000 worth of gold bars. Yep. Oof. <laughs> what is he, and... a pirate? <laughs> Who's bribing yeah. people with gold bars? He, that Johnny the, Depp, dude. That would be the Egyptian government. They're the ones that gave him... <laughs> Uh, well, that that's a, key, a kilo of gold. Right. One of these partners was an Egyptian American who allegedly funneled sensitive information from Menendez to the Egyptian government, and yes, paid him in gold bars. That's insane, so, dude. And this is also what am I supposed to do with gold bars? <laughs> you have gold bars. You should have a gold bar or two in a stash somewhere. Why? Oh, you're laughing like it's not currency. Well, no, I get it, but that's not how you pay the vibes. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with a gold bar? Like, it's untraced, dude. It's unmarked. I mean, it's better off to you know, give me gold bars. I don't want to very traced, and it was stamped <laughs> too. So. Oh, yeah. okay. Didn't they say that they also found on um on his computer on Menendez's computer that he looked up? He did a Google search for how much is a kilo of gold worth. Uh, yes, a, he did a web search for how much is one kilo of gold worth and a separate search for kilo of gold price. How much does a kilo weigh in pounds? <laughs> <A> kilo. <laughs> that would dude, be two, two, two point pounds. pounds. Two that's, point a two big, pounds. <laughs> that's a big piece of gold, dude. What was yeah, it? it you, you were talking over each other. Two pounds something? 2.2 2 pounds. Yeah. So he's got piles of gold laying around because that's how <laughs> he's a big goonies fan dude that's what it is uh last crazy thing prosecutors say that in 2018 menendez's now wife nadine they were married at the time his girlfriend back then uh told Server. the senator that uh, egyptian officials needed help drafting a letter asking other senators to support u.s aid to egypt in response according to the indictment the senator quote secretly edited and ghost wrote the requested letter on behalf of egypt seeking to convince other U.S. senators to release a hold on more than $300 million in aid to Egypt. So he wrote the letter saying that he was the Egyptians. Uh, uh, yeah. Are, are we all on the same page? Get him the hell out of here and don't take it easy on him. Punish him like he deserves to be punished. Well, here's my only question that I will ask of us three liberals here. Do we wait for him to be, in, you know, uh, convicted? Does he have to be convicted or are the allegations you know, crazy enough that he should resign. Yeah, you know what? I don't like to say this because this isn't how it is. Uh, it should be. I So far, I think he's guilty, dude. You know what? If they have enough charges to bring him up on indictment, I'm not going to go eat dinner with him until he's convicted. Yeah, you know, I, I want him away from, as far away from any of my business dealings of the government that I can get him away. Think about this. They called for and forced Al Franken to resign over a photograph that was taken like 10, 15 years earlier that he was standing away from a woman with his hands up in the air like he was going to grab her breasts. Right. That sort of thing. They made him. They Chris Kirsten Gillibrand, center senator of New York, was the one that pushed for that whole thing because she was using him as a prop to for her uh, presidential run. So if you can if you can push. Al Franken out for something as 
innocuous as that. Yeah. Why can't why can't we uh, um, hold Menendez more more accountable? Now keep in mind, Menendez already beat corruption charges one at a time before recently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this two, this is two times, man, and so he needs to go. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. You know, the Al Franken thing I think is a classic example of you know liberal overreacting. You know, he uh, it, it it looked bad and wrong, but no one seemed to understand that the guy's a comedian. This was before he was in office. He was doing it uh, one of those U.S tours yes you know, that picture was taken on a military aircraft and a female yeah. was sleeping and he pretended like he was gonna go honker and you yeah. know like but what would he have been found guilty of on that one maybe some i don't even know what he could have been found guilty of. how about this being creepy well, so that's my point. Like, there was right. no pending prosecution. Everyone just said, this is creepy. It goes against our values. You should leave. Yeah. I actually don't think he should have left. But yeah. I understand just like, well, there's no trial coming. You'll look like a creep, so get the hell out of here. For Menendez, as bad as this looks, I have to kind of revert to the American principle of, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Um, he's, you know, so let's let the prosecution run its course. And if he's guilty, then, yeah, he should resign uh, immediately. You feel the same way about Trump? Yeah, I mean, I kind of have to. I mean, he's not in office right now. He's going to be running for reelection. I would say it's a good reason not to support someone for a reelection campaign when you're out of office and all this stuff is hanging around, taking up the news cycle. Like, all that's enough to not support somebody running for a new office. But if he was president right now and all of these indictments came up, yeah, unfortunately, I would say we got to, you know, wait till he's guilty. But as soon as he is guilty, get the hell out of there right then. Right. I don't care about appeals, anything else. Get the hell out of there. Yeah, so, I, I think the other thing that, that is interesting about the Menendez thing is that uh, he's actually up for reelection coming up in this this election cycle. And uh, a state representative in New Jersey by the name of Andy Kim has already announced that he's going to uh, run for that that seat as well. Yeah. And um, I'm actually pushing and A lot of other people are. For and Nick Nick's gonna like this to have Mikey Cheryl run for that <laughs> that uh, that office. You know she's she's a veteran. She's female, obviously. She's on a lot of big committees in, in the House right now, as it is. It's and, not obvious because her name's Mikey. But uh, yes, if if any of you have missed this, you've got to check this clip out on our social media because Nick and I, I basically were both trying to bust Brewski on like, what the hell are you talking about? There's not some woman named Mikey, let alone. Brewski nailed her correct name, her correct position, the correct state. This yeah, is what we're talking about with Brewski is the king of useless information until you need it. Then it's yeah. like, damn, how does he know? That? <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable. And, and, you know, I even went after we got off the air and like YouTubed an interview with Mikey because I wanted to see. Uh, do they really pronounce it that way, or is right, it is Mickey? It Mickey? Yeah, no. and you're <laughs> as crap, dude. Brewski <laughs> nails it again. Indeed. Well, so you tremendous play by Brewski. I did tag her in all of her posts. I've yet to hear from her, but uh, whatever. Yeah, well, but but I mean, maybe she'll she'll run for for office. That would be fantastic uh, because Menendez is up for re-election, Like I said, and this coming now doesn't bode well for his campaign. I would say. I would say I, I think it's fair game to be using it against him. Absolutely. In a reelection yeah. campaign. And if Mikey does run, I hope she doesn't wear a sports bra. I want to keep it natural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not the running you meant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought uh, I that was sexist. I'm sorry. I resign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really should just get the hell out of here. That does not coincide with these values. Need to know news. News you need to know.
Who's heard about a 14-year-old Kansas runaway as of late? Anyone? Anyone? Don't check my basement. That's all I'm going to say. Well, (laughs) you may have to redact that. Didn't Bon Jovi have a song called She's a Little Runaway? Yes. Bon Jovi's first hit, produced by Eddie Easy Money. Mm. (laughs) A totally 80s trivia knowledge. I I have no idea what you're talking about, Nick, with your 14-year-old Kansas person. What? What did I just stick my foot in? Uh, 14. And, oh, boy. Now you guys are laughing. Uh, oh, for, no. Listen, I can't play any music along with this. Uh, 14-year-old Kansas runaway fatally shoots herself in front of a deputy after refusing to return home. Okay. This is quite the story, dude, that this 14-year-old girl was uh, fatally shot herself in front of this uh, local deputy sheriff uh, on the evening of Saturday, uh, Saturday September 16th. Okay. Jay Lee- suicide, right? Yeah. Fatally shooting herself. Is yep. Suicide. So she committed suicide in front of a sheriff's deputy. Yep. Okay. 14 years old. Uh, Jay Lee Chilson uh, was attending an outdoor party in Aurora, Kansas, after she ran away from her home earlier that day. Uh, obviously, her parents were worried about her, and they called to get people out, start looking for her. And uh, a deputy shows up, tracks her down, and attempted to return her home which is the right thing to do. She's 14. She's got to go home or unless there are some allegations, which there wasn't. Once the deputy got a hold of the girl, he tried to convince her to return home. She then drew a firearm and fatally shot herself. Now the mother is coming out and uh, talking to all the people that failed her in her life. Okay. Whoever gave her the gun, by the way, where'd she get a gun from? Yeah, that's a really good question, dude. Uh, I didn't see where she got the gun. Uh, yeah, is this a mental health reason that she committed suicide, or she desperately did not want to go home and didn't have any uh, thought she had no other options? Like mental health issue for sure. Well, based off what her mother is saying, you know, uh, to maybe who she was fleeing from. So yeah. that's some, you know, I hate to think that, but uh, you know, she does uh, talk about. You know, her wonderful relationship with her daughter and everything else. And some of the people that she names in this story are specifically a large group of people from her soccer team. So this is the way her mom writes it, that it went down is that she was friends with everybody across the board, sort of on this uh, soccer team. And then one day, uh, all the parents knew her liked her thought she was a great kid and one day a couple of the girls stopped liking her for whatever reason and they got everybody on the team to not like her anymore and their parents dude so the parents started talking crap on this girl that you know uh she was a terrible person she was a liar she was a slut she was a whore she was 14 uh and she told people at school she went and talked to people and said you know this is not okay Uh, you know i'm not happy in my brain everything else no one stepped up and helped her yeah i i have seen and heard a lot of these kinds of things where in the teen circle all of a sudden somebody's just the outcast and everyone turns on them and they become yeah. a pariah and uh you know i i've experienced a little of that in 
uh, seventh grade that when I was I went through a little suicidal branch there. That's what it was about. My whole friend group just kind of turned on me for this stretch of time. And so that kind of thing is not uh, completely uh, new or unheard of by any means. But um, I think it's exacerbated by social media these days, to be quite honest with you, because it's one thing to have those things said about you in your town. Yeah. But once those things are out on social media, the whole world can see it then. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Uh, You know, you don't get a little off time when you go home from school and and use that as your paradise to deal with your mental issues. It's everywhere. And uh, that's why people are starting to step up more and more, including in the whole defund the police thing and say, like, oh, sometimes we don't need a cop. We need somebody to talk to and who is trained properly. Um, So I don't know, dude, I have a niece and uh i remember there was a year it's a same exact um scenario she was on a soccer team and it didn't happen to her it happened to another girl on the team and i just happened to be talking to my niece i was like everybody just hates her all of a sudden and like you guys are all being mean to her like that's crappy like you don't want to be on that side of things no it's definitely crappy but I, I would question what sort of home life foundation does this kid have because if things fall apart for you socially at school you should have a home life to go back to to tell everyone like things are falling apart i'm depressed or whatever it is like it sounds to me like this kid may have had a terrible home life and then this whole thing compounded that because um, the sincerity of the mother is questionable to me. Uh, Nile's not just a river in Egypt, where they give you gold bars if you're a senator, by the way. Yes. Tell me this, though. I mean, uh, do you think it is a possibility that she was trying to deal with things on her own and didn't find out her mother didn't find out about the depression or whatever she's gone through until very recently? Is it possible? Sure. But uh, you didn't pick up on any of the signs, mom, huh? None yeah. of this. You didn't, you're not following your kid online. You left a weapon in the home unlocked, apparently, or have some family friend that they, the kid your kid got a gun from? Like, there's something not adding up with the story. That's there, there are always some sort of clues that, that you should be able to pick up on. Now, I, it's easy for me to say that because you know, I, don't, I don't have a teenager. Steve, Steve has two. Uh, but I know as, when I was a teenager, I had some really difficult times when I was in school and um, uh, my parents did the best they could, but there was a lot of stuff that had they been a little more kind of involved, maybe they would have picked up on a lot sooner, you know? Yeah. That's the, but a a lot of parents get like that though. They're so doing everything else that they're doing that, uh, that they miss these things. Get a little complacent about uh, what's happening. Yeah. That's fair, but this is a pretty extreme story for her to take off and uh, commit suicide in front of a cop and all that stuff. So it's one of many, Stephen. It's one of many uh, youth that we've lost in this country. Uh, don't make light of it, please. I I only made light of it before I knew the story. So oh, okay. Well then, you're all good. This is need to know news. News you need to know. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. And remember, if you need to uh, deliver it in a uh, very positive voice, if it's a sad story, we made that decision on the show. Yeah, well, this, I, this is. Oh, you like should a... have done that story, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, yeah, everybody, a fourteen-year-old kid can kill himself. <laughs> oh, maybe I should send you your story. All right, go ahead, Bursky. Well, I was going to share just a, a really quick one. 
Uh, this is something that I had heard this past week that um, did we know that before Fox settled with Dominion loss Dominion voting systems for seven hundred eighty seven and a half million dollars and the firing of Tucker Carlson that they offered up Sean Hannity. Oh, that was part of their uh, potential settlement deal was to get rid Orig- of Hannity? originally what Fox offered because uh, Dominion was demanding certain financial uh, parameters and they also wanted firings at Fox and Fox offered offered up uh, Hannity because Carlson had better ratings than Hannity and um, really yes and uh, Dominion said absolutely not Hannity's not enough we want Carlson wow. so what happened was it the, the, the dollar value went from 500 million to, uh, they settled on the uh, aforementioned $787.5 million and Tucker Carlson getting fired. The other, the really beautiful part of this thing, beautiful, <laughs> is that Carlson had no idea. He gets a call from, from Suzanne Scott, the, the CEO of Fox, and she basically fires him on the phone. And they said that he had no idea whatsoever was coming. None wow. at all. Like, I love like, it. I, I absolutely love it, too. No, but that's hilarious. No I, I kind of wish Dominion had said, if you fire both of them, we'll give you $700 million. <laughs> like, <laughs> just get rid of it. We'll give you some gold bars. Right. <laughs> and then here's another tidbit that's really interesting, too. So do you know who sits on the board of Fox, a former uh, senator who actually was speaking out against all the election lies and has been um, was uh, really in the ear of Rupert Murdoch? Was, was it Paul the, the dude from Paul, Paul Ryan. Saying, the guy from Wisconsin, right? Paul Ryan. Yeah. Paul Ryan was the one that was telling Murdoch, listen, you guys gotta stop with the election lies and and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And um I see they listen to him as much as the voters in Wisconsin did. Yeah, well, and the thing about it is is, is that he uh he was saying that to them and that Rupert Murdoch was still like, you know, I think we could still kind of kind of get by everything okay and no one's gonna come after us. Well we know how that worked out. Yeah. And all this is coming out now because this past week Rupert Murdoch announced that he was stepping down as CEO or as chairman of Fox News and that his younger son, one of his sons, Lachlan, is taking over the company. Right. I'm now, sure that was tough for you, dude, being such a big fan of Rupert Murdoch. Have you been okay this past week, Bruski? No, I'm fine. I'm no, fine. Okay, I, think, I will tell you the one juice. If you thought all this was really good, all that I just told you, yes. where do you hear this? Rupert Murdoch's oldest son, who technically is the person that's going to take over Fox News when his father dies, is a liberal. And he's also he's already said that Lachlan may have the company for right now, but I really I will do everything in my power to make sure he does not get this company when my father dies. I I just got lost. So you're saying Lachlan is a liberal? No, no, Lachlan's the youngest, the the youngest one. So the son that should have taken over because you're saying he's the oldest, so he would have been first in line. He's a liberal. He's a liberal, and and Rupert didn't didn't put him in charge because Lachlan is just as right wing, if not more right wing, than Rupert actually right. is. So um, the the old liberal son, though, he's saying he's going to take it over someday when Rupert kicks or what? Well, yeah, Rupert's ninety seven years old, so of course he's going to die soon. Yeah. You know, um, well, let's pray. I was going to say with Lachlan, I don't know, do we trade up or down or sideways? I have no idea. 
I don't know how much worse it could get, but yeah, don't, 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 hold my beer. You know, I want to. Tell I'm you. here for it. Yeah, oh, I want to watch it all unfold. Right. So the, the the older son, his name is James Murdoch. So we're waiting for Rupert to die so James can pull the family hierarchy power trip and and take Fox News from his younger siblings. Exactly. Uh, yep. Right. Exactly. I'm waiting for that episode to uh, unfold. Yeah. yeah. Stay it's gonna tuned. Get the, it's gonna get good. Mm. all right boys well that was need to know news news you need to know we are the vocal minority with nick and steve olabruski uh hey here's a quick reminder if you are uh struggling in mind body soul psychologically uh 988 that's the number you should always dial dude if you need someone to talk to need someone to help you work some things out 988 there you go that's all I got for you. Call him live, the Volk Minority. Goodbye, Brewski, right? Bye-bye, Brewski. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. This is your chance to get vocal. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? The Vocal Minority. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Oh. Think we could listen to the radio or something? The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Radio? <laughs> Who needs the radio? Great heavens! What kind of radio show is this? This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.